Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. After coming down from the mountain, after his transfiguration, there was a change in Jesus. What kind of change took place? It seems his focus was now on going to Jerusalem, where he would be crucified. Today on Drawing Near, we look at a passage in Luke that isn't often well recognized. So please take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 9 as we study Not Welcome in Samaria. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we give thanks to you for your word. We give thanks to you for the marvelous sacrifice, the amazing sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is both horrific and yet fantastic. It's horrific in the fact that the Son of God had to die for our sin, that our sin made his sacrifice necessary. And yet it's fantastic, it's awesome that we are loved so much by you and by the Lord Jesus that he would sacrifice himself for our sins so that we could have a fellowship with you and spend eternity with you. Thank you for the forgiveness of sin. And Father, help us to understand and to discern your truths in this passage. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We're going to begin today's study by looking at Luke 9, verse 51. It says, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face on Jerusalem, and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. In Luke 9, verse 51, we are told that the time had come for Jesus to be received up. There was an appointed time. God's redemptive plan was on a timeline. Jesus wasn't simply born at a random time in history. There was a point in time that Jesus must be born. There was a point in time when Jesus must die. Part of this was to fulfill prophecy. Another part was so that everything would set up to be done exactly the way God said. God is sovereign and providential. He is totally in control, not only of the events, but of the timing of events. He raises up kings. He takes down kings. He raises up empires, and then he destroys them. God is in control. We need to understand this. This gives us great assurance in our heart that we can trust in God and rely not only on his power, but on his presence and his time working in our lives and in history. We have no reason to fear. Jesus had gone up on the Mount of Transfiguration. He'd had a meeting with Elijah and Moses. and Coming down, Jesus' mind was focused on going to Jerusalem. We've already seen that clearly in the scripture. And so when his time had come for him to be received up, notice it doesn't say for him to be crucified or for him to be betrayed, but rather the time had come for him to be received up received up into heaven. It was time for all of those things that were necessary for Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. The timing for those things had come to pass. And so when he knew this, we're told at the end of verse 51 that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. 
He was resolute. He was focused. He pointed his heart, his mind, his face toward Jerusalem, and that's where he was going. In verse 52, it says, he sent messengers before his face, before his presence, before his bodily arrival. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans. Now, we're not told which village this was, but it was a Samaritan village. And we're told that they were sent there to prepare for him, maybe to prepare lodging, to prepare food, to announce his coming. We're not certain of the exact preparations that needed to be made. But we're told in verse 53, one of the sad things about Jesus's ministry, but they did not receive him. How often have we heard this? that this city didn't receive him, that a city may not receive his disciples, that he came unto his own, the Jewish people, and they did not receive him. He came into a world that he created, and it did not recognize him. This Samaritan village would not receive Jesus, and the reason why they would not receive Jesus, we're told, is because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. I cannot tell you exactly what that means. Did they not receive him because God did not want them to receive him? Because God wanted him to arrive in Jerusalem at a specific time? Did they not receive him because they weren't going to support someone who was going up to Jerusalem? Because the Samaritans and the Jews were not in harmony with one another. They were in disagreement. There was a lot of friction there, a lot of enmity or hatred. We're not certain why they did not receive him other than His face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. But in verse 54, we're told, and when his disciples, specifically James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? Now pause there for a second. I think at least two things are amazing here. First of all, that these disciples thought that they had the power of Elijah to command fire to come down from heaven and consume the Samaritans. That's an amazing thing. If we were upset with a people, if we were upset with a town, we would not even imagine that we could call fire down from heaven. But James and John thought so. Do you want us to call fire down? Do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven, just like Elijah did? Now that's amazing thing number one, that they thought that this was even possible. Amazing thing number two, having been with Jesus this long, that they would think that Jesus was in the business of destroying villages and cities. He had been rejected so often. They tried to run him over a cliff in one village. They had run him out of Judea. Jesus was not always well received. And the idea that the disciples thought that they should, or that Jesus would approve of, they're calling down fire from heaven to consume these Samaritans is amazing. And then, I guess the third thing that's amazing here is Jesus did not rebuke them for their faith and the ability to call down fire. He didn't say, are you kidding me? What makes you think that you can call down fire from heaven? He doesn't even approach that, but rather he turns and rebukes them in verse 55 and says, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them and they went to another village. Now let's look at that for a moment. Do you know what manner of spirit you are of? Do you know the kind of spirit that is in us? Do we understand the kind of kingdom we represent? It's a kingdom of peace, a kingdom of love, 
a kingdom of forgiveness. Now, that doesn't mean there's not justice. That doesn't mean that there's not a sense of right and wrong, and there is punishment for those who do wrong. But as far as we are concerned, as much as is in us, we are to live in peace with all men. That's an important thing. The spirit that is in us strives to save lives, not destroy them. And our words, our thoughts, our actions, our emotions are to be focused on that, on reconciliation, because we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And then notice, Jesus did not come to destroy men's lives. So many people see Jesus or see God as the great destroyer, and yet God is a creator. God is a sustainer, and God is redeemer. He desires to save men's lives. It is Satan who is the liar and the thief and the murderer who has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Not God, not Jesus. Then the sad thing in this passage is this. There are probably several. But what I notice is this. Jesus just simply goes to another village. When he wasn't wanted, when he wasn't received, He didn't force his way. He didn't argue and fight. He didn't demand his rights. And by the way, Jesus had the right as creator and king to demand anything he wanted, but he didn't do that. And we should not either, but rather he went on to another village. It's reminiscent of Jesus' instruction to the disciples to shake the dust from their feet and move along. What a sad thing that Jesus came to a village and they did not receive him. What a sad thing that Jesus comes to an individual sinner, offers salvation and reconciliation, redemption, and he's turned away. Praise the Lord, Jesus continues to go to another village, to go to another heart. Jesus' work on earth is not done, and neither is ours. We need to know that. Father in heaven, thank you for this truth. Thank you for this passage. Father, open our eyes to these things. If we are of Christ, we will not always be well-received. But when we are rejected, when we are turned away, we need to know what kind of spirit we are of, and then to shake the proverbial dust from our feet and walk on. Father, give us the faith, give us the understanding to do this, to not be contentious, to not be argumentative, and not to always demand our rights, but rather to be courteous and gracious and merciful. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.